Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4 slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4 slash Lisa. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What is feminism in today's world? What is feminism in an era where some people refuse to define the word woman? Or when men like Dylan Mulvaney are encouraged to be women? It's all a little confusing. And we've been encouraged for a long time, or at least as long as I can remember, I'm 38 years old, to be girl bosses, to go out to be CEOs, to put work ahead. Are we happier as a result of all of that? And, and why are nearly 70% of divorces initiated by women? What's behind all of this? We're going to talk to Dr. Carrie Gress. She has a doctorate of psychology. She is also the author of the new book, The End of Woman, How Smashing the Patriarchy Has Destroyed Us. We're, we're going to get into all of these questions with her, get to the heart of what the left thinks feminism is, where it's driven us to, and and why no one seems to be happier as a result of any of it. So stay tuned for Dr. Carrie Grass. Dr. Carrie Grass, I appreciate you taking the time to join the show. Uh, We are in a weird time in history as a society when we talk about feminism in an era where some refuse to define the word woman. Yeah, I think um, it's it's amazing time because there, it's it feels like there's there's no reason anymore. You know, we were in sort of this post rational age where it, it's it sort of all depends on what you, what you're feeling um, and your emotions on things. But um, th- you know, this is what's really drew me out to to draw this book called The End of Woman. Um, is because, you know, how is it we've gotten to this point where women are being erased in sports and we can't define what a woman is? And uh, at the same time, I I don't think there's anyone out there who doesn't want to help women. You know, I mean, I think that that's sort of our impression of feminism, broadly speaking, is isn't that how we we help women? Um, And so I I just really dug into it and just said, you know, there's a there's we have 200 years of of feminist history 
like, what, let's pull out some of the threads and see what's going on. And I think for me, what I really found that made the most sense out of the situation that we're in is the feminist question that's been asked from the very beginning, but that's been reiterated over the, the generations is not how do we help women as women, but how do we help women become more like men? Um, because they saw that thought that men had better and easier lives, especially because they didn't have the the, the weight of uh, their fertility or the vulnerability associated with it. And so that became the big question. And so, if, you know, even for 50 years, all, all of our lives, really, there's been this kind of idealization of the masculine. And, you know, women have been pushed into that. I'm sure you heard growing up, you know, you can compete with the boys and, you know, that all that kind of attitude. And so what we're really seeing now is sort of the culmination of it, because part of what happened in the 70s, too, was this big question about gender and, and this desire to really erase gender entirely. And um, so that's where we're at is, is people, you know, it's the culmination of it is just this idea of we can we, we can get rid of it. It's a social construct and we don't have to pay attention to biology. We can just go with what people are feeling and that, that's got to inform our choices. So I think for those of us who are I still think that biology is important and, you know, that there are two sexes, um, you know, it feels really insane. But when you start really digging into all, all of the scholarship, you can just see that the, the crumbs are all there. And this is just the, you know, what, what we ended up with. Yeah, I guess they went from trying to turn women into men to now turning men into women. <laughs> Yes, exactly. It's yeah. like, it's yeah. like, excuse me if I'm confused. You know, it's yeah. like, no, like, that's exactly right. So, and, and kind of all this, the weird stuff too. Like, um, you know, we don't, we, you know, we hate men and the patriarchy, they're oppressors, but we want to be just like men. Um, and we want men to be just like us too. So it, it, it's, it gets really confusing very, very quickly. Um, and a lot of it is because of all of the, the psychobabble and a, a ton of Marxism and, and you know, um, communist tropes are thrown into it. So, yeah, I, I really look at, at feminism as sort of this, this gateway drug to um, what has led to the woke culture because of all of these, you know, places where we're supposed to see oppression and places where we're also supposed to see victimization. And I think that's what we're, you know, has really allowed things to run rampant is that we've made, we've given people the, the, the title of being a victim. And then that victimhood has given them a kind of status, you know, almost a, like bulletproof status, um, where they can't be held accountable for their actions anymore. So yeah, it's, it's kind of a mess, but it has a source really. Oh, that's a good way to put it. You know, what's interesting is, you know, at least, you know, I'm 38, right? So throughout my generation, there's been this encouragement to be a girl boss to, you know, career, 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 to, to really prioritize career over a family. Why are we seeing that? You know, what's, what's the intent behind that? Huge, huge question. Um, you know, and it, I'm older than you are, and it's, it was really the same focus, I think. Um, part of it comes back to Betty Friedan, actually. It's really interestingly. She, you know, published her book, The Feminine Mystique, in 1963, sold 3 million copies within the first few years. And um, it, it just is really remarkable when you start digging into her life. Uh, there's actually a whole book about it 
commenting about her connections to the Communist Party because she actually always said she was just a housewife. She wasn't really interested in anything political or, or women's issues until the 50s. But there's significant evidence that she actually was much more involved in leftist um, projects. She, you know, her, her resume is just riddled with it. Um, so she hid it very, very well. But she was very motivated by Marx and Engels and and trying to what she really believed. And actually, there, there's a journal entry of her. She's quoting an Engels quote about women. And she says, women can never fully be free until they're actively in the marketplace. Because if, at that point, motherhood wasn't considered a, any kind of um, real production. That was the big thing. You had to be producing something. And children didn't count. Um, so she, along with so many others, thought that, that that was the real goal, is how do we get women out of what she called the, the comfortable concentration camp, which was the home. Um, so that really forced women out. And, you know, I obviously work and I have an advanced degree and, you know, I don't have a problem with that. But I think the, the big problem com has come in when in order to facilitate that ideology, you know, men and children have had to become the enemies um, and the home itself, really, of, of women. And um, I think that's where things really started getting off course was when that ideology really took hold and, and women were inspired by it because she wrote so well. She, she, was a, she was a psychology major. And, you know, going back to that idea of victimhood, she just really, you know, rather than coming at it from a, uh, a Marxist way, she came at it from an emotional way. She, she you know, hit on those buttons that, that really get us to move, like um, a fear of missing out. That was one of them. You know, you're, what, are, what are you missing out on when you're at home? Um, and then, of course, the other one is is that victimization. You know how awful you your life is because you're you're at home. Um, so that I think that those are really have, those ideas have been the drivers, and um, you know that the predominant culture and narrative has just really run with it and not really allowed any kind of straying from that. And so, you know, it's funny now to look around and see, especially with COVID, you know, how much um, things like sourdough bread and gardening and knitting and, you know, all these things are back in style, all these homemaking skills, even interior design. And yet that that idea of homemaking is still very taboo and, you know, not something that any woman would say when she's in college, oh, I just want to be a homemaker. You know, you just don't hear that very with any kind of prevalence. It's still that push to career and, you know, focus on um, that avenue for, for making women happy. And of course, we're also seeing it's not really making women happy. That's not, you know, showing statistically that women are in increasing in happiness the more that they drive into their careers. Is the point to nuke the nuclear family? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. That is the point because the nuclear family is what makes civilization strong. It's what creates the defense against the ideologies. And um, these are really, really about power and control. Um, you can see it most, especially, I think, with the way that men are treated. Um, and sadly, you know, it's been like kryptonite. You know, no man wants to talk about feminism. Um, and I do not blame them. I would not want to talk about I don't even want to talk about feminism, much less, you know, as a man. And um, but that's they've they've been able to paint with a broad brush um, men as these oppressors. And so they don't there's no way for them to really get out of that in a, in a healthy and engaging way with other women. Um, but yes, it's absolutely to, to destroy the, the nuclear family is really at the heart of it. 
I also think people don't want to talk about it because no one knows what the hell it means these days. <laughs> it's like, you yes, know, like, I think you're right. <laughs> like, yeah. I think yeah. most, yeah. you know, most uh, guys are like, I don't even know what's going on. It's so, it's so true. And it's also confusing. Keep your head down and just keep moving. Like, don't talk to the feminists because you don't want her to look at you, you know, sort of like the mean teacher in school. Like, just don't notice me. Um, yeah, I think that that is very true. And that's the other problem is that it's become, um, it, it means so many different things, again, with this idea of benevolence. But um, there, there were really three things about it that we can see throughout the last 200 years that are that stick out. Um, obviously, there are going to be other definite, and I'll go into those three things in a second, but I think there, there are other ways to define feminism. It's just that nobody's really forced to do it. So people don't do it. And that's what creates so much confusion. Um, but the three things that I found that were there from almost the very beginning were um, this this commitment to free love, which of course is you know goes right against monogamy in the family. Um, the this idea of smashing the patriarchy, which was this idea of of kind of collapsing culture, getting rid of things like um, any kind of hierarchy in the church or in the military. You know all those gifts that men have had in spades and have built civilizations on. Um, not to say that women can't do those things, but that's that was the target um, that came right out of the French Revolution. And then the third piece was really the occult, which is just amazing. But if you look around at the culture today, you can see it kind of cropping up in all kinds of ways with different TV shows and movies that are out and music videos and, uh, you know, books, whatnot. So um, those are the three things that I found to be sort of at the core of the movement from early 1800s to um, certainly up to today. And, um, you know, I think those are the things that most of us just really don't want to be endorsing. So um, I, I think that's why we need to be more careful. If we're, if we're going to still call ourselves feminists, we need to be more specific about exactly what we mean, because it's all the, the terms are so loaded. You had mentioned that uh, women are less happy today. Why do you think that is? Well, I mean, if you're going to take take men and take your children and make them the enemy and then tell women that they need to be bitter and resentful, you know, I don't think anyone's going to be happy. That's sort of the um, the the push that we've we've gotten. Um, and I think also it's just that this this realization of just a job can only go so far. You know, you hear all these stories about these women that have given themselves to over to their careers and then they get to 50, 60, 70 and they, you know, wonder what, what happened to their lives. Like this was not the life that they were promised or that they expected, um, tragically. And, um, yeah, I, I think that there's, there's all kinds of reasons, um, that are going into it, but it's again, this kind of pitting the sexes against one another, Pitting these these very tender natural relationships like a mother to child, um, and making them out to be something, you know, awful and and as obstacles to to our fulfillment instead of really avenues to it. Um, I don't think it can do anything but make us unhappy because I think what we're trying to do is with feminism is tinker with human nature, and human nature revolts. You know, it just says, look. Uh, you are not going to be happy in in this tract that you are currently, you know, have put yourself in because people told you to. Um, so I, I think that has a lot to do with it. Is the this this pushing against human nature and trying to come up with different results when that's we're not seeing that that is is happening. Let's take a quick commercial break. More with Dr. Carrie Grass. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them. Sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. 
Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot power generators. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com Lisa. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, because to some degree, you know, men and women are inherently and biologically built differently and we're being taught to sort of deny these biological impulses and sort of our, our own human nature. And so, you know, it would make sense as to why that would make people unhappy. Yeah. Well, and I think too, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time just even thinking about what the, the vulnerability that is involved with fertility. I have, I have five children and, um, you know, I have an amazing husband that allows us to have the the life that we have with healthy, you know, children. We've been incredibly blessed. Um, but there's something about, you know, being able to have that dynamic where you are in a situation where you can be vulnerable with someone. And obviously there are situations where they're, they're just bad men. We you know there's just bad women too. And I, I think this is what motivates it and is, is the hard part is that people behave badly. Um, but the, the way w- that we've tried to solve it isn't, uh, you know, by helping people act more virtuously. It's been like, why don't we just dissolve all of it? And then women don't have to deal with any of it. Um, and, and I think that's really what th- that missing piece is, is we're made to be in relationship. We are made, um, it, it, you know, we're made to bring new life in, into the world and to sort of just cut those things off because there might be suffering. Um, you know, that's not really a human answer. That's sort of a very superficial answer and very short-sighted answer because, of course, you're talking about the perpetuation of the species as well. So, um, yeah, I think that is is part of the problem too. I had read in in one of the columns that you've written recently that nearly 70% of divorces are initiated by women. Uh, Why is that? You know, I I think a lot of it is, uh, again, sort of this attitude of, um, you know, again, it goes back to the differences between men and women. And uh, a lot of times men are sort of blindsided by because they think things are going just fine. And then women are asking for divorce because they 
are bored or they feel like they've moved on or, or they want more from the relationship. You know, there's all kinds of reasons, but it seems like women are, are encouraged to break out of something, um, if they're unhappy and look at that, the unhappiness must be in that situation instead of encouraged to say, maybe we need to work on this or whatnot. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you look at, at, I think pop culture too, you can sort of see the ephemeralness of relationships, but it also is that, um, that almost kind of shopping mentality that we've, we've sort of adopted about our relationships and something good, better could be coming along and, and viewing, uh, you know, men through that kind of relationship in terms of what have you done for me lately? And, you know, all of that. So I, I think it's a remarkable statistic. And I think it's really sad because it tells you a lot too about, uh, you know, just men feeling probably in a lot of respects, just very out of control, especially when they are blindsided by this, you know, they thought their relationships were fine. And, and they obviously weren't what they thought too. So and of course, the children that are involved, too, is, uh, you know, another tragic element. You know, I, and it's also, you know, this is all being pushed through culture as well. I don't know if you saw the interview with the new Snow White, Rachel Zegler. Oh, I did. <laughs> Let's, yeah, I want to play did. that clip real quick and then uh, get your thoughts on the other side of it. The original cartoon came out in 1937, and very evidently so. <laughs> um, there is a big focus on her love story. Um, with a guy who literally stalks her. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Weird. Super weird. So we didn't do that this time. <laughs> so, no, so no prince or a different kind of prince? We have a different approach to what I'm sure a lot of people will assume is a love story just because, like, we cast a guy in the movie, right. Andrew Burnap. Great dude. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's one of those things that I think everyone's going to have their assumptions about what it's actually going to be, but uh, it's really not about the love story at all, which is really, really wonderful. And whether or not she finds love along the way is anybody's guess until 2024 um all of andrew's scenes could get cut who knows it's hollywood baby so she's like princes are terrible men are awful uh all young girls hate men and you know be afraid of them and and, and in the process of it we're we're not going to get good men in this environment i think that's what worries me the most yeah, no, I think that's an incredibly scary reality. The the other interesting detail that come out has come out recently is the I think it's twelfth grade boys that were interviewed that are actually becoming more conservative instead of more feminist minded, which is interesting. Um, I'm not saying it's necessarily making them um, by default better men, but I think it shows that there's kind of this inherent detachment from what the women are thinking in a way that we you didn't see that in the boomer movement you know or even um you know and beyond it seemed like there was always this sense of like we want to support the women you know look at prince harry and Meghan markle i mean it's not like he calls himself a feminist and all that kind of stuff like he's supporting Meghan and all of that by using the language that she expects and things like that but it seems like the younger generation is finally like no we're we're not doing that um, which may or may not, may not be healthy. But um, to have this sense, though, that that uh, this, this isolationist sort of mentality is, I think, what's also really scary, too, that, um, you know, that there's something creepy about a, a romance in 1936, <laughs> sort of heartbreaking, like what what has happened to dating and, you know, all of those kinds of questions that you just feel r really sorry for this this generation and, and just all the things that are, are missed and all of those ways that you learn about other people, you learn about yourself, you learn a way to, to communicate, um, and the, the beautiful things that come from those relationships, you know, instead of just what it seems like now has become just such a hookup 
quick, awkward, you know, that's, that's, I think the word I keep hearing the most There's all these awkward relationships. Like people just don't have a sense of how to relate to other people. And so it ends up being awkward and everybody's just sort of like, well, let me just go back to texting, you know, <laughs> kind of return to that instead of really dating someone and getting to know them and taking them out to dinner, you know, all those kinds of things. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, there, there's a lot to be worried about, I think, for the future. Well, you know, and I'm, I'm a millennial, and I, I think in dating, even in my generation, you know, there's a real fear of marriage in mm. a way that's very different than, you know, my parents got married. And, you know, when it was just, that's what you do. That's what you did. You know, you, you wanted to get married. And, uh, you know, so I don't know how you, you know, reshape that. And so I can't imagine if that's what's going on in my generation, what, you know, Gen Z looks like or, you know. No, I think that's and that, and that's the hardest part is just, again, this huge rift that's been placed between men and women and then sort of this wild card of, you know, you can be whatever you, you know, you can be pan, you can, you know, all of this, all of these different options. And it seems like people are going, you know, trying them on and, um, and that obviously can't be helping either when you can't even, you know, you're not even sure what, what you are. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really daunting. You know, and then now, you know, to, to add confusion to all of it, you've got kids being told that, you know, they're not the gender they're supposed to be, that if you're a little boy, you can be a girl. If you're a little girl, you can be a little boy and, and just, you know, sowing additional chaos. Uh, you know, why, why do you think there is this seemingly intentional push to sow additional chaos uh, among children? I think that's a great question. It's, I think it's a very big question. And I, I think that it, uh, so much of it has to do, again, with this idea of, of revolution and, and utopia and trying to sort of steering the United States to, um, you know, something that's supposedly better, this this vision. Um, and yet all it is, is is just is creating more discord. But what happens when you create discord is you need more government assistance. You need more government, you know, people government has to be involved in your life. You know, that's, there's that great word, bureaugamy, that was invented by Lionel Tiger, who also, he's a psychologist, I think. He came up with that term male bonding that um, was popular, you know, a decade or so ago. Um, but bureaugamy, where, you know, a woman is basically married to this the state. And even in the Obama administration, there was that, that woman, Julia, that they created, that, you know, she, her whole life, she was just taken care of by the government. It, that was her life. And um, we're seeing that more and more, especially Especially among the poor, uh, you know, marriage has become sort of a status symbol or something that you know people have to have a certain amount of money to be able to do instead of what it's typically been, which is you know something that was for all the classes. Um, so yeah, you can see this real centralization into the government because suddenly you have all these vulnerable women with children, and they don't have the means to to support them properly. And so rather than you know, being married to the father of these children, they're just married to the state and they don't really understand how to sort of get out of that. Um, but yeah, I think that it's, it's about, um, power being, you know, coming together in, in, in one place. It's also about, you know, that kind of destruction isn't, is kind of a road to nowhere. Um, and that's the part that they don't talk about <laughs> is what the direction in which we're going and what it leads to. And I think, you know, look at San Francisco, this is kind of the perfect example. It's sort of the, um, the prototype of, of what we can expect because of all of these policies that are clearly not working with human nature, clearly not 
helping anybody. Um, and yet they just keep pushing firm over and over again. And it just, it, it does create destruction. So it's one of those things where you're like, this doesn't even make sense on paper. But because it's been going on for so long, you sort of have to think, well, maybe there's really a lot more at work. Um, you know, whether you want to go look at the spiritual battle part of it or more specifically, even the governmental part of it um, and and the con consolidation of power. Um, so, yeah, all those things, I think, come into play because it, it does literally does not make any sense of in terms of what they're trying to build. They're not building anything. They're just continually just tearing and tearing and tearing things down. So children are the, the latest effort because they've been sort of left alone up until now. Yeah, it's like the more I think about it throughout this conversation, it's almost like the entire intention is to push people to believing that they are unfulfilled, that they're unhappy. You know, it's it's to really to make people f to constantly yearn for, you know, this unfulfillment in life and, and try to seek things that aren't actually going to bring fulfillment. You know, it's, it's really just like all a, a facade to make people unhappy. I have this uh, one part in the book where I talk about these, these queen bees that you can sort of imagine who they might be in the culture um, that sort of rule over everything. And, and um, you know, it, it, it has become sort of a quasi religion where the, the preaching is really about discontent you know how really if you don't if you don't start out discontent well they will sure as heck make you discontent they will show you all the areas in which your life you you ought to be discontented by um and that that's um you know just comes with the 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 preaching and the narrative and what we hear over and over again and so then as a result you actually do actualize realities that are are that do create discontent so it just gets worse you know you can just see it sort of like um, snowballing and becoming almost this, you know, bigger and bigger because you started with this discontent that was small and then you are actually creating a reality that is m more discontented and, you know, on and on. Quick break. Stay with us. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot power generators. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And the book is out now. It's called The End of Woman, How Smashing the Patriarchy Has Destroyed Us. Uh, Why did you decide to write this book? You know, what what kind of what encouraged it? I mean, obviously, a lot of the discussion we're having, but what kind of spurred it? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely that question of of womanhood. I, I feel like we can't really we don't we don't have any way to actually speak of womanhood any, anymore. We don't have like the moral categories to think of women in, in a healthy way outside of what. Um, you know, telling us to be like men or the girl boss or whatever. So that was one of the things. Um, certainly, you know, I have a lot of sympathy for men. I think men have really been mistreated by feminism. And I would love to see, I don't I don't expect men to start fighting back because I don't think that's, that's the way in which they do things. But I would love to see them like rise the occasion and become better men because of it. And, um, and I think just helping men and women understand like, why do we have so many of these struggles? Um, you know, and to help us realize, like, these are not new things. None of this is new. It's all been sort of sewn into the to the culture because of the ideology for, for a very long time. So I think being able to see it helps people significantly and be able to step out of it, certainly in their own lives and in their kids' lives and, um, you know, even in the workplace, too. So uh, all of that. And also, I don't think there's a book like this. I think that, um, you know, so many, even women whom I respect a lot who do call themselves feminists, that, you know, they usually say, oh, well, the the feminist problem started with the second wave. And um, so that was the amazing thing was to go back and say, no, it's 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 a lot older than that. And um, it's just been this, you know, it's been like a brand. It just keeps rebranding itself and cycling through and doing the exact same thing, only, you know, a little bit worse each each go around. Um, and I think we're on the edge of it at the next iteration of the brand. I think Barbie has really ushered that in. Um, I think that was part of the intention of the movie was to, to draw in new followers with the very clear signaling the patriarchy's bad and women bring order to everything and men are unnecessary. You know, there's there's so much in that that movie that um, you know my research laid bare. And I, I think that um, you know they dressed it up beautifully. They it's it's pink, it's nostalgic, it's um, you know it's it has some tender moments in it. And I think that's what we are used to buying into without really realizing like there's a lot of real rot in that 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 we need to just start rejecting outright. But um, anyway, so hopefully people will be a little bit more aware of what it is that they're ingesting. And I'd love to see people. I'd love to see conservatives start making more films, um, being more involved in media, being, you know, fashion magazine, something like this, but things that content that women absorb, because this is what the way that we've really been destroyed too, is by allowing all all of um, the media from the left and pop culture to be really taken over by the left. So I think that that is one huge step in one huge area, rather than thinking of of them as fluff, we could really make some great strides with without huge budgets, you know, even the movie Sound of Freedom. Um, obviously, it's not a feminist film, but it's the kind of film that, that I think could be made that, you know, people would really respond to. I, I agree with all that. And I, I'm fortunate because I have three brothers and a great dad. So uh, I've never, I never, you, you know, even during all the Me Too stuff, I, I never bought into the whole uh, men are inherently evil somehow when, you know. <laughs> 
women women can be too so you know that's the truth. it goes both ways <laughs> exactly sure. yeah. uh dr carrie gress this is very interesting uh the book sounds fascinating I, I appreciate you taking the time and joining the show my pleasure thank you so much for having me Was Dr. Carrie Gress, uh, author of the book, The End of Woman, How Smashing the Patriarchy Has Destroyed Us. Uh, really interesting conversation. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it as well. I know I did. I want to thank John Cassio, my producer, for putting the show together. I want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast every Monday and Thursday, but you can listen throughout the week. Until next time. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, this new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4 slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4 slash Lisa. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.